I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland. We're always excited to be with you, and we're glad you are. And if you like what you're listening to, subscribe. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Um, Daryl, we're going to have a little bit of fun over the next two episodes of this show because I think we're both Marvel fans, right? You're a Marvel fan, aren't you? Big, big Marvel fan. Okay, just make it sure. Although I got to tell you, I'm not really into this multiverse thing. I'm, I'm having trouble <laughs> digesting it. I think well, after... We're gonna, but we're going to kind of go multiverse for this particular set of podcasts this week this is true but this isn't wandavision my friend this is not wandavision Doctor this Strange is is going to take us back in time <laughs> this is the what if what if editions of uh game day and cle so i i, I daryl you came up with a bunch of topics here uh we're gonna float right along and and talk about things in brown's history what if what if they happened what if they didn't happen and where we're moving uh i guess where we would be right now, what if, what if, what if. So, Daryl, I'm going to let you have that ball right now. I'm going to hike it over to you. Yeah, so a uh, little, little spoof on the Marvel's What If series here, and we're doing a Browns version of it. And just like a regular NFL season, we have 17 episodes of What If, and episode number one, Andy okay. Maskin, yes. what if Art Modell did not fire Paul Brown and Jim Brown did not retire. Ooh, what a great way to start off the what ifs. All right, so this is game one of what if for us. Um, when I look at this, and, and I, the, my immediate thought was, why was Art so reluctant on letting Jim just finish his movie and come on in? Think about it today. Today, if that happened, Jim Brown would have played probably another five, ten years for the Cleveland Browns. And I don't think there's any question. And I think they probably would have come back and won another championship here or there. Paul Brown was such a staple. And he, and to me, I look at him as, you know, he's the grandfather of football as I look at it. And it's hard not to drive around Northeast Ohio and not think about him or anywhere in the state. When you go down to Cincinnati, it actually makes me sad to think that the legacy that he built here in Cleveland made its way down to Cincinnati. And I, it, and sometimes it's, it's heartbroken. It, it breaks my heart. When I think about Paul Brown, when I think about Woody Hayes, I think about all that that Maslin tie 
to the history of the game and, and what Paul Brown was all about. Um, I, I think this was the beginning of Art Modell's um, ridiculous way of running the organization and the franchise. He was a marketing guy who deserves all kinds of credit for Monday Night Football. But when it came to running the team and understanding exactly what he had and the future, if you look at where the game is right now, um, he had no idea. He was clueless. And I'll never understand why Art moved the team. But just going back to the going back to the initial question here, one, I do think the Browns would have won multiple championships if Jim Brown, if they just would have let him finish the stupid movie and come back. And, you know, Jim, to me, Jim will always be the greatest running back of all time, but that's because I'm a Browns homer. Um, Paul Brown would have led this team, you know, into the future, and I think things would have been great. So, you know, I just circle Art Modell as just the, the biggest knucklehead in sports. What do you think? A hundred percent agree with you. I think that uh, had Paul Brown been able to continue on uh, as the head coach and Jim Brown uh, did not uh, basically be forced into retirement uh, over, uh, over his movie career. Absolutely. I think that the Browns would have won more championships and the, the, uh, the New York Yankees vibe and aura that the Cleveland yep. Browns had prior to Art Modell coming in and taking over the team, I think would have carried forward instead of basically ending in 1965 when they lost that NFL championship game to the, uh, the Green Bay Packers. Next up on what if, what if Brian Sype wasn't intercepted by Lester Hayes in January of 1981? Uh, you know, it's interesting. When I moved to Montana, I got to talk to Lester about this. Uh, we were playing in a charity softball game against each other. And it was it was interesting. Uh, it, I think the first part that was super interesting to me was that um, Lester had a stutter. I don't know if you remember this. No, I don't. I don't know if you remember this. So, I think I was four years old when this happened. By so the way. what was weird was when Lester would get on camera, he had a really bad stuttering problem. But when you like I was shocked when I first talked because he didn't stutter when I was talking to him off camera. So it just kind of shows you um, the nerves that, that I think sometimes the being in on the media or being a part of the media can give some folks and, and stressful. Um, I remember being at that game. Hang on one second. <coughs> um, I was at that game with my father who worked for the Browns at the time and my dad ran a scoreboard and it was so cold, man, it was cold. I remember, um, I remember being there and seeing Al Davis and my dad was like, that's Al Davis over there. And I was like, wow. And you know, in 81, I was, what, 14, 15, somewhere in there. And, and it was so cold that Al Davis had snot running down his nose. And that was like, I just wanted to hand him a Kleenex because he, he couldn't stop. Um, that game and those seasons to me were really special because of, you know, b because of the era of the team and, you know, where I was as a teenager, I think. And, you know, I wish they would have won that game. I think we all wish they would have won that game. Um, but it, it's just sad. You know, you go back and you think about, how they weren't able to uh, finish that off. Brian Sype had such a great season. Oh, man. You know, they were 11-5 and five that year, um, and there were just so I many guys. He that year, did he not? Uh, yeah, and, and Sype was just on fire that year. I mean, he ended up with – you know, it's funny. We look at it now. His quarterback record that year was 11-5, and five, and he completed uh, 337 of 554 attempts, which now seems like nothing, right? And you had both Pruitts and Cleo Miller and Charles White was on that team. I remember he came to um, Cleveland Heights and talked to us. And there was just so many names from that team that, you know, Reggie Rucker, I became friends with a long time after that. And Dave Logan, who was my hero, we were just talking about him the other day with my family. And um, 
you know, I love that team. And, you know, and it was just so, um, it, it was heartbreaking when they lost. I remember not wanting to go to school the next day. Um, but man, if they would have won, I, I don't know. I, you know, think about it. Marty Schottenheimer was a def- defensive coordinator on that team too. And, and, and maybe that's why, why Art started to panic a little bit too. Cause he thought, you know, here he is, here was one shot and he, he knew somewhere down the road that he might not, you know, I, I know it would take some time, but it took a lot of time for them to get back there, you know, more than what, uh, well, it took four years to get back, but I, I just, I, I don't know. I look at that team and that game in particular and how close it was. And, you know, I think they could have won. They could have gone farther in the playoffs if they, but you know, you throw one bad pass and one guy slips, one guy falls as we found in Brown's history can make a huge difference. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Speaking of guys sliding, what if episode three, Mark Jackson does not make the sliding catch of John Elway's pass in the end zone in January, 1987. And the officials actually called Carlos's kick correctly in overtime. <laughs> it's another painful moment in Brown's history. I, I mean, I wish we didn't have so many of these and another game I was on the field for with my dad. I mean, he used to sneak me in to all this stuff and um, I, I, it's painful. It's painful to think that these are our memories more than Do anything. Do the Browns win the Super Bowl? Do the Browns go on to win the Super Bowl? I, I think so. I thought they were the best team in the league that year. I think they should have won that Super Bowl that, that year. And Man, just one play, right? I mean, how many times are we saying one play? We're still doing that now. Yes, right, we Daryl? We, we're talking about one play. Play on a, on a weekly basis, we do that. <laughs> yeah, but I even go back. I mean, look at Baker Mayfield, right? We'll get one to him. Play, one play against Kansas City, right? Yeah. One defensive play against Kansas City, and that team's in the AFC Championship. And it mirrors the image of what we saw in the 80s um, when the Browns had a chance to, you know, to get to AFC Championships and almost get to the Super Bowl, almost this, almost that. So, yeah, I mean, if you're going to ask me about any of these teams, I'm going to say, yeah, they would have gone on to the Super Bowl and won. They all would have won the Super Bowl. We've Thank been... you for understanding the premise of the bit. Yes, they, they all would have won Super Bowls in that. It's just it's hard because when we do the what if to go back to that painful memory in history, you know, wouldn't it be great? Uh, it was Hot Tub Time Machine already did this for us, didn't they? Correct. Hot Tub yes, Time I, Machine. I believe a squirrel ran on the field in Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> <laughs> we need more squirrels. <laughs> Where was the rally squirrel? In, oh, we uh, needed that. January of 87. So that's that's the, the, the first batch. The, the first, first batch. Okay, I can't wait for the first, for the next one. Oh, the first I, I three episodes. I kind of jumped the gun on you, Hot Tub you, Time Machine, you, didn't I? You you, you did. You you, you kind of did, but I'm that's sorry. okay. What? No, what give me your thoughts on the what ifs. What if? I mean, yeah, you know, you've covered um, this team long enough to know some of this stuff. Yeah, I know. Trust me, I, I I remember the the drive like it was yesterday, and I agree with you. I, I thought that the Browns were the best team that year. And I do think they would go on to win the Super Bowl. Because remember, each of those three years that the Broncos 
beat the Browns, they ended up getting waxed in the Super Bowl. It wasn't until later in Elway's career did the Broncos finally get over the hump and actually win a Super Bowl. And maybe that was the penance for them beating the Browns was they go on to lose the Super Bowl. But yeah, right. I, I, I agree with you. I, I, that, um, that 86, that 86, 87 Browns team, I think was the closest of the three AFC championship game teams, uh, to, to being complete enough to actually go on and win the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, well, I guess, no, I, I see what we're trying to do though is we're trying to turn <laughs> these painful memories into positives. Cause it's great hearing you reflect on like your childhood and, and yeah. going down to the stadium and being with your dad, even though these, even though these were heartbreaking moments in Brown's history, they were great moments in your own personal life and also great moments for fans in the sense of it's, it, you know, these moments are why Browns fans are so passionate about their team and are still in love with their team and able to pass on the tradition of being Browns fans from one generation to the next. It's not so much how it ended, but everything that kind of built up to get there. Similar for me in my childhood, the Indians teams of the 90s. They never won a World Series, but man, there were so, so many special moments and so many special seasons that occurred. And it's a shame that we look back on these eras and we just think of, well, they never won a Super Bowl championship. So it takes away from a lot of the special times that it occurred. So that is the first three episodes. Yes. And coming up. We will go through the next three. And we're like I said, we're, over the next two podcasts, we've got 17 moments in Brown's history in which we are going to try and turn the not-so-good things that happened into wonderful memories for Brown's fan in What If. Boy, I keep thinking – I'm looking at some of these coming up down the road here. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your – I really want your opinion on a couple of these here too, so I can't wait. All right, What If, the What If edition. Uh, we are three in, and we have, what, 14 to go. So hang tight. More of the podcast coming up here. Uh, it's always game day in Cleveland. What If, Browns edition.